Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Here is today's. No, what's funny about this is that whole section stands up just to do the day. They stood up ready to go. Y'all ready? I tell you, look, I can roll with folk like that all day, every day. Y'all ready to get in this Bible? Lift your Bibles high. I'm lifting my phone because that's where the Harvest Mobile app is at. It'll read the whole Bible to you in one year. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I get you to just think? Think. Think of how God's protected you, provided for you, opened doors for you, shut doors that needed to be closed, healed you, healed you from broken hearts, healed you from bad decisions. How he's protected you from what you did deserve and given you grace, which is what you did not deserve. When I think of everything that God has done for me, it makes me respond. And I just need to know at this 1115 in this building and online, those of you that if you think just a little bit, I ain't even got to think back to last year. I can think back to yesterday. I can think to last night. Matter of fact, I can go sooner. I can think to this morning. When I got out of my bed and put one foot down, it stood. I put another one down. I was still standing. When I went to take a breath, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Before we get into this word, can I just get you to give your God glory? Why? Because he did for you what he did not have to. Come on, say, he's done more for me than I deserve. Say, and for that, I owe you praise. <laughs> Come on here. And you're about to make the devil pay for everything? What do you mean I'm about to make him pay? He's going to wish he never messed with you enough. The scripture says that had they known what they were doing when they crucified Jesus, they never would have killed him in the first place. He thought you were down and out. He thought you weren't going to get back up. But I need you to prophesy for your last four months of this year. Say, I'm on my rise. Get out of my shit. All right, let's go to work. So our series, guys, is viral videos. And today's, as we've seen, was you about to lose your job. I want to teach you not only about the video, but the woman in the video, because her story 
is what the scripture refers to as a living epistle. A living epistle uh, is just like our lives. In 2 Corinthians 3 and 3 says, and you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. In other words, our lives are letters. Let me say it another way. Your living is a letter, so live well. I'm going to say that again. Your living is a letter, so live well. How you work your job is a letter, so work it well. How you serve in church is a letter, so serve well. How you give is a letter, so give well. Everything I do is being recorded. This is why the scripture says that there's this thing called the Lamb's Book of Life, where what we do, watch this, is being recorded. Why is it being recorded? Because one day people aren't going to read Isaiah, they're going to read you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. One day people aren't going to read Elijah and about him they're going to read you. They're not going to read about the Apostle Paul. They're going to read about you. They're not going to read about Jeremiah. They're going to read about how you were going through hell but yet you got up and kept it moving. Open your mouth and say, I am a letter. I... And since you are a letter, we want to make sure that we live our lives in such a way, not that we are perfect, but that it's worth reading. Question, is your life worth reading or do you just go through the motions of life? Today, I came to speak life into somebody because you've just been going through the motions trying to survive. And that has come to its end. You are not just a survivor. You are one that is supposed to thrive. That means you and I are supposed to rule. Reign, conquer, and to subdue. We are not sent to take sides. That's why you never fit in clicks in the first place. Baby, I don't do sides. I just take over. I'm not trying to be popular with people that ain't going nowhere. I'm trying to be popular with people that are cursed. I am blessed. And because I am blessed, I am living such a way that my life is a letter that people are going to want to read. Say, I'm a letter. Your marriage is a letter. Watch me. Your singleness is a letter. Does your singleness read, watch me, as encouraging or like a lifetime movie? What we do with our money is a letter. How we raise our children. Hear me, every parent, especially single moms, you better hear me. God knew that you were going to have to do the job of two. Which wasn't a punishment, it was a compliment. It was God saying to you, I know that I can trust you to not drop them, to not let them down, to not leave them, to not walk out on them. And you maybe had to give up your first 30 or 40 years, but that's okay. Your ladder, your ladder is about to be greater. I need you to open your mouth to say in my next four, I'll see God do way more. So Paul says, here's the verse, Paul says, you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. In other words, Paul says, I'm training you in church so that you can go live a letter. So watch me, our living isn't just seen in a church building. Our living is seen wherever we are, which means at the mall, I'm a letter. At the store, I'm a letter. At the restaurant, I'm a letter. On, on, at the amusement park, I'm a letter. At the family reunion, I'm a letter. At Target. Come on, you know the finish. At Walmart. At May DNF. Some of y'all don't know. What is May DNF? My millennials, y'all don't know nothing about May DNF. Google it. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. Harvest, listen to me. You are my letter. This is why I take my responsibility as a pastor so seriously. It's because, listen, because what happens is I am responsible for what I feed you. I'm not responsible for whether or not you eat it. But I am responsible for making sure that you have the opportunity to eat. I'm not responsible for whether or not you like it when you're fed it. But I am responsible to make sure you were fed truth. Mm. Paul says, y'all are my letter. He's writing to the Corinthian church, which is the church he founded. So who founded Harvest? I did. So the people of Harvest are my letter, which is why it's so important. I take what I do seriously. This isn't just a job for me. This is a life for me. This isn't just something I'm doing, trying to get rich or die trying. I was good before I planted Harvest. This is serious business to me because God is reading you. And as he reads you, it is a reflection of me. I'm not responsible for how you live, what you do, but I am responsible for making sure that we were given that. Let that be a lesson for every leader, that you're not responsible for what the people you, uh, that you lead. You're not responsible for what they do, but you are responsible for making sure they can't say, I didn't know. You are responsible for making sure they knew this is how we do it. <laughs> you ready? He says, not written with ink. 
In other words, he says, this is the letter people are going to see, not read. But in their seeing, they are reading. Have you ever heard this saying, a picture is worth a? In other words, I didn't have to write it out. I watched it. More is caught from our lives than is taught from our lives. Parents, you can sit your child all down and say, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this and then they're going to watch what you did after you told them that. Which is why for some of you watching me, you're like, God, why am I always going through these valleys? It's because God says your children are reading. <laughs> and they need to see what somebody that looks like that can beat what was built against them. They need to see what it looks like to overcome. They need to see somebody go through hell and come out looking at ice cream cone and say, do you have any more rides? I've already beat that. It says, but with the spirit of the living God, not with tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Hearts in scripture refers to our mind. Leb in the Old Testament, uh, cardia in the New Testament means our mind. So check this out. He says, our letter is seen, but in its seeing, it's being read. And it is being read in somebody's mind, which means people, listen, people may never say it to you. But they thought it about you. What are you trying to say? They never told you I'm proud of you. But when they looked at you, they were like, God, uh, I ain't seen a strength like that ever. Come on. Why? Because it's written on their mind. Sometimes it doesn't come out of their mouth. And I need you to stop doing stuff for applause and do it because it's right. Stop doing stuff for applause and do it because God said to do it. Stop doing stuff for applause because it's on their mind. It may never come out of their mouth. That's why some of you got people that are jealous. Why are they jealous? Because in their mind, how's she doing this? In their mind, how is he doing this? In their mind, how are they doing better than me? And we started at the same place. And your letter will read, it ain't me. It's my God. <laughs> it's his grace and his mercy. His mercy is when he blocks the negative stuff that I do deserve. And his grace is when he gives me the good stuff I don't have no business deserve. Baby, this ain't me. It's the God in me. My life is a testimony. So when we look at this video today, you're about to lose your job. I want to use the woman in the story. The woman in the story is a 27-year-old woman from Dillon, South Carolina. Dillon, South Carolina is right next to Don't Know Nobody Know Where It Is, South Carolina. <laughs> here it is in the video she's homeless she's dealing with drug addiction she's doing sex work to survive stop I need Christians not to judge people because you don't understand where they're at in their story uh uh hear me Harvest we will not be a church of judgmental stuck up pontificating Platitude speaking, but no fruit having Christians. We ain't, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's not who we are. We ain't gonna sit up judging people, condemning people to hell. No, everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. You don't know what somebody's in. You don't know what they're dealing with. You have no right to judge nobody. We are not that type of church. If you want a pastor that's gonna send people to hell every week, and you can get the hell up out of here. There you go. I just sent somebody. I ain't cussing. Hell is a Greek word, Gehenna, which means trash. I was trying to be good at this 1115. Because <laughs> many Christians, your spirituality is only based on a feeling of moral superiority. You're only spiritual when people get to see you pretending to live better than everybody else. This woman was doing sex work to survive because she was homeless. Never judge somebody's story. Let me see if I can say it this way. Never judge somebody's letter because you haven't gotten to the end of it yet. And it might be on this bad chapter now, but just wait because for some of y'all, watch me, for the last four months of this year, your letter's about to have whoo, an abrupt change. For the first eight months of this year, your letter was sad, it was bad, it was messed up, it was jacked up, but your letter's about to have an abrupt shift, hollow shift. She was homeless, dealing with addiction, doing sex work to survive, and estranged from her family for months as they cared for her three-year-old son whose name was Juju. Juju. Here it is. In the video, you don't know that she's at her worst moment in life because her song doesn't match her situation. 
She wasn't talking about, oh, how woe is me, how bad is my life, I can't believe I'm going through this. She looks at what her obstacle is. And she says to her obstacle, you about to lose your job while she doesn't have one herself. She looks at her obstacle and says, you are about to be put out of the way. It's kind of like David when David looked at Goliath. And David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Uh, dare defy the armies of the living God. David tells Goliath, this day you are coming down. David, you ain't never took down a giant. But David said, I got a new song. I don't need to talk about where I've been nor what I'm currently struggling with. I'm just telling you what's getting ready to happen. I feel like preaching. That's what the Bible says. And he calls things that be not as though they were. God doesn't need you to be a reporter for the news. God needs you to prophesy to your future. And when people say you lying, you can say, I ain't lying. I'm prophesying. What do you see? I see that every obstacle is about to lose its job. What do you see? I see my whole family saved. What do you see? I see me being closer to God than I've ever been. What do you see? I see my debts paid off. What do you see? I see better. So she has this run-in with a security guard. He's not even a real police officer. Why is that important to understand? I'm not saying that to demean the man. I'm saying that so that you would stop, watch me, you would stop giving up because of something that's not even the real thing. He's a flashlight cop. And I'm not saying that to demean him. I'm saying that, watch this, because he is not the police. He had to call for backup because he didn't have the authority to keep her detained. What are you trying to say? There's a scripture in Job that says, if the footmen have wearied you, how are you ever going to contend with horses? What does that mean? I need you to stop being wore out over something that's not even real. Why in the world are you losing sleep over somebody? Listen, a lion never loses sleep over the opinion of a sheep. As far as that lion's concerned, she better be up out my way when I get up in the morning because I might be hungry. We sometimes make a big deal over something that's not even real. You get a notice in the mail from the IRS, oh my God, oh my God. And while you're sitting there tripping, it might be a check. I prophesy that whatever you were worried about this week, that when you see it, it will be the exact opposite of the negative that you thought it would be. If you believe that, 1 Samuel 3, 19, and the Lord was with Bishop and not let one of his words fall to the ground. If you believe that, put a praise on it. Go, now. When I see it, it's going to be the opposite. When I get there, it's going to be better. Say yes, Lord. So listen. So look. She has her run in with a security guard. After he detained her, after asking her to leave a nightclub, uh, but she left her purse inside. And here's the principle I want us to get. Distractions lead to detention. What do you mean distractions? Why would you go to a club and you're homeless, dealing with addiction, se doing sex work, and estranged from your family and haven't seen your son? because she wanted a distraction from the reality of her situation. You see, maybe yours isn't a club, yours is food. Maybe it's not food, it's drinking. You've been drinking. Maybe it's not drinking, it's sexing. Maybe it's not sexing, it's porn. Maybe it's not porn, it's shutting down and not communicating. Okay, y'all got quiet right there. Maybe it's sitting at the house all day, all day Saturday with the lights off, with the air conditioning on, ain't done nothing. Been in the bed, ain't showered. It's 445. Still ain't took those shots. What are you trying to say? See, don't judge her because her coping mechanism was to go to the club. We all have a coping mechanism, and here's what the deal is. We've got to be careful because if we, what we use to cope doesn't help us to conquer, it will become a distraction. Wasn't no home in the club. What no freedom from addiction in the club? What are you saying? Don't run to what doesn't have what you need. Some of y'all running to people that love you that don't love. You're running to disloyal people saying, be loyal to me. You can't give me what you do not have. So she's in the club distracting herself. What do people do in the club? They dance. It's a distraction. What do people do in the club? Y'all got to tell me. Drink. It's a distraction. What do people do in the club? Holler at people, spit game. You know what I'm saying? Manipulation ain't occupation for the man in your face, you know what I'm saying? That's Twister. Listen, I'm just. <laughs> what do people do in the club? 
Did they have, did they have food? I don't know. I'm, listen, I'm not even going to pretend like I know. I don't know. The, the only club I've been in was one we rented out and called it Club Victory for Christians. <laughs> I had never been in a club. I said, this is the VIP section up here? I didn't know. I just, you know, I didn't know. And then you got people who stand on the wall, don't do nothing. People watch, talk about everybody else dancing. It's easier to criticize what you don't have the courage to do. She looked crazy. You the one sitting there. Here's the deal. Say distractions. What she needed wasn't in there. So distractions become detention. And here's what detention means. Because in the song, she says to the guy, you're about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing. Distractions lead to detention. Anybody ever had detention in school? Wave at me. Online, did they have okay. All right, all right. Is it, somebody said, I never had that, never had detention. Some of y'all, I can tell, you was the captain of detention. Your picture was up, like how you... <laughs> you ever go to old school church and the pastor's pictures right there when you're walking around? Your picture was up in detention. I won't be in until fourth period. I'll be here at fourth period. <laughs> Look, distractions lead to detention. What does detention mean? Keep me from proceeding. While she's in the club, what is she doing? She's not proceeding. She's distracted by what doesn't have the ability to solve her problems in the first place. Number two, she's held back. See, whenever you allow your distraction to become detention, it holds you back. Some of you, you're held back, watch me, voluntarily. It ain't the devil that's holding you back. You're held back because you are distracted right now. Because you don't want to have that conversation. You keep distracting yourself. Because you don't want to take that step of faith. You keep distracting yourself. Because you don't want to deal with reality. You keep finding all these other things to do that have nothing to do with what you need to be doing. But just ask, open your mouth and make this declaration. Say, I'm coming off of hope. Then it means affliction. So here she is gifted, but she's afflicted because she is voluntarily in detention. Then it means sickness. Check this out. Whenever your body doesn't sense a reason to live, you will see sickness overtake your body. C can I be honest? In America, listen, there's lots of grief. And across the world, there's lots of grief. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have lost their lives due to something that somebody could have prevented. Please say amen so I can move on. Now, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What was amazing to me is when I would read these stories about individuals that they said, please listen, that were high risk. One in particular was a man over 100 years old. The man had lived through the last pandemic. He was a World War II veteran, I believe, also. And they said, oh, listen, they said, he's down for the count. But the man said, I'm not done yet. So what happens? Your body will produce a fight when it knows that I'm not done here. And what are you trying to tell me? I need you to not be distracted so that you don't spend any time with wasteful sickness that tries to take your time, tries to take your energy, tries to take your effort, tries to take your fight. Open your mouth and declare this. Say, I don't have time to be sick. I rebuke cancer. I rebuke any negative uh, uh, diagnosis that you've been given, any negative prognosis that you've been given. You do not have time for that because in your last four, you're about to do more. Somebody say, purpose is waiting on me. One more again. Say it again. Say, purpose is waiting on me. When you're distracted, it is easy for you to be held back. It is easy for you not to proceed. It is easy for you to fall into affliction. You fall into affliction because you weren't making movement. You weren't advancing. Whenever you're not advancing, your car is idle. You waste gas, but you didn't go anywhere. So some of y'all are like tired, but I'd be like, from what? And then sickness. See, I prophesy, please listen to me. For those of you who say, I don't believe in all that prophetic stuff, go read the testimonies. Whether you believe it or not, somebody on your road going to get it. Whether you believe it or not, somebody at your house is going to get it. Can I get you to lift your hands while I prophesy this? What must me? I prophesy that there be a shield of protection for your health. I speak to your health now. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I speak health. 
I rebuke diabetes. I rebuke every sickness. I rebuke HIV. I rebuke cancer. I rebuke mental uh, uh, blockages and, 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 and deficiencies. And I declare that you are the healed of the Lord. Can I get everybody to worship for three seconds that you are the healed of the Lord? No time to be sick. There's a hedge of protection around me. No time to be sick. And if sickness comes, you shall recover fast. You'll recover quicker than they said you would. You'll recover much faster than they said you would. On three, everybody holler life online. You type in one, two, three, life. One, two, three, life. One, two, three, life. Let's go. Let's go. So the woman is detained. She begins to question the security guard as to why he was detaining her. Why? Why are you doing this? What's interesting is that when you are detained, you'll often ask why, even though it was your fault. What do you mean it was her fault? Because the security guard asked her twice to leave, but she wouldn't leave the club because she left her purse inside. Which means when you're distracted, you will leave valuable things in invaluable places. What do you mean? You will, you will give pearls to swine and what's holy to dogs. That's what Jesus said. You, 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 will end up, you will end up taking valuable things into places that have no value, pouring into people that add no value. How do you take your purse? Listen, that's all she had. She took all she had into a place that never had the ability to replenish or add to her. So she questions the officer, why are you detaining me? He says to her, we don't see this part. He says to her, essentially, I asked you twice to leave. Now you're trespassing. It's something when the Lord has to tell you you're trespassing because you are in your own distraction. You are in your own way. Here it is. You're detained, watch me, on your own. Isn't that something? But I'm just waiting on the pandemic to pass. God says, you better do it now. I'm just waiting for this to happen. You better do it now. I don't know who needed a now push, but at this 11.15, I release a now in this atmosphere. Now. I need you to, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Everybody say now. So look, this reminded me of Luke 22:52. This scripture was so good to me. It was in our daily Bible reading. I shared it on prayer. It says, then Jesus said to one of the chief priests, or said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple and the elders who had come out against him. This is amazing because the people that came out against Jesus were the people who were Jesus' people. What's amazing to you and what will shock you, and this is where we get hurt. We get hurt because we get shocked by who comes against us. You expect somebody that's never liked you to come against you. You didn't expect the person that used to catch rides with you to act that way. You didn't expect the person that you sent cash app money to to act that way. Let's talk. You didn't expect the person you zailed some money to to act that way. You didn't expect the person that you literally treated better than they even deserve. Your own people, you have to be careful because sometimes your own people will be the source of your pain. Who did it? Jesus, here he is, a rabbi, which means these are Jesus' co-laborers. the people he serves with. And I said this is the 915, and hear me, Harvest, I mean this. We will not practice that type of Christianity. We're not perfect, but hear me, that's not my heart. It is not my heart that we tear down one another. It is not my heart that we gossip about one another. It is not my heart that we don't speak life into one another. If that's what you want, you need to find you another pastor. Because we will not practice that type of Christian. I can't stand Christians that tear other Christians down. And they do it in the name of the Lord. A house divided against itself cannot stand. If you don't like somebody, pray for them. But don't run your mouth on them. Don't run them down. You don't know their story. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know. Pray for people. Stop poisoning people's perception. My greatest attacks came from the people I helped the most. And Jesus says to them, you came on me like a robber? He said, the way you came at me doesn't even match my credit. He's like, my history doesn't even match how you're coming at me. You ever had somebody come at you with something and you're like, where is all of this coming from? Because this doesn't match 
And I need you not, listen, I need you not to allow that to shut you down. Because look what they wanted to do. Jesus says, you came to me as a robber. And how they come in with swords and, 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 and clubs? Sword means I want to hurt you. I want to cut you. In other words, I want to inflict pain to see you bleed. What does blood represent life? I want to see you leak life. Some people want to see you depressed. That's why they can't stand you smiling. That's why they can't stand you worshiping God. Y'all ain't going to say, that's why when you tell them, where were you at today? I was at church. Uh, you going over there to that church. You gonna, why, why would you be negative about me giving God glory? You might have a sword in your hand. Then a club. What's the club? You use a club to beat somebody down. So now you want to hurt me. You want to see me bleed life, and you want to beat me down. How do you beat somebody down? You keep wearing them out. You keep bringing it up. You keep rehearsing what they've already repented for. And some of you, there's folks in your life where they've been using a club to beat you down. They've been using a club to try to remind you of your failures. And you need to do what the Bible says. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, I may have done everything you said I did, but I am not who you say I am. Jesus said, you're going to come at me like this? Are you serious? But look at Jesus' response in verse 53. Verse 53 is my verse. He says, I was with you day after day. Now stop right there. That means, that means your distractions will come from people that are close to you. You'll lose sleep over the people close to you. Jesus says, you were with me every day. You know coming at me like this don't even make sense. Look at this. He says, and you didn't lay hands on me then. In other words, he says, please listen to this. When did they want to come against him? Look at me. When there was a crowd. In private, they were loyal. But when there's a crowd, they get disloyal. I wish you acted like you knew what I was talking about. There's some people that have been very loyal to you in private, very supportive in private, but let a crowd of other friends come around. All of a sudden, they act like they never knew you. They only acted that way when there was a crowd. And some of y'all, you're confused because you're like, how are you with me like this privately? But then when there's a crowd, this is how you act with me. I don't understand. Because distractions always want an audience. Look at me. Who recorded the video? The security guard's colleague. Because when there was an audience, let's get it on tape. He says, look at this. This next verse is so good to me. This next part of the verse. He says, you didn't act like this in private. You didn't act like this day to day. He says, but that's okay. Somebody say, that's okay. That's okay. Everybody take a, a, deep, a deep physical distance breath. I'm blowing your name. Why am I, why am I taking a deep breath? Because you need to be okay with the fact that God will allow what comes against you to have a moment to look like it beat you. See, you know where we get frustrated sometimes with God? Is that we're like, God, how in the world are you allowing this? And Jesus said, it's okay, because this is your hour. You only have one of them. You only have one minute. He says, you only had, listen, I may have cried last night, but I cried my last year. Who am I talking to today? In other words, here's what Jesus was saying. He was saying to what was trying to detain him, he was saying, this is your moment. So you better live it up. Whatever you're going to throw at me, you better throw it now. Whatever you're going to say, you better do it now. Because this is your hour. But guess what? Mine is coming. And when mine comes, the whole world is going to talk about mine. That's why at that name Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Why? Because, listen, they don't even get named in the text, but we know the name of Jesus. They said, this is your hour, but mine is what? Coming. Can I get you to make this declaration and say, my hour is coming. 
And baby, when it's your hour, ain't nobody and nothing going to be able to block it, going to be able to stop it. And for those of you that are daring enough to believe it, your hour started when you stepped into September. And for the next four months, you in your moment and you are in your hour. That means every day I'm expecting opportunity. Every day I'm expecting favor. Every day I'm expecting to see God do more in me and through me. I am blessed to be a blessing. My enemy had his hour in the first eight months. But in these last four, it's my hour, my time, and my turn. Look at verse 54. Then they seized him, detained him for nothing. So what did they use to distract him? Clubs and swords. Hurt and beating him down. Then when he was distracted, they said, let us detain him. And when they detained him, where did they want to take him to? They wanted to take him to a place where he couldn't win. You can't win going to the high priest's house when the high priest is against you. He doesn't want to hear the facts. He wants to hear something that supports his narrative. There's some people that don't want to know the truth. They just want to hear what makes them right. Especially in this country called America. People just don't care nothing about the truth. They just want to hear what makes them feel right. Y'all ain't said nothing to me right there. He, 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 he goes, once he's detained, now they take him to a place he can't win. Because you're not going to influence the high priest because the high priest is the one that sent them. Ooh, that's a word. That's a word. That's a whole word. Look, and Peter was following at a distance. I was going to take that part of the verse out when I was writing the message, but I decided to leave it in because here's the thing. After I'm distracted, after I'm detained, I don't need you following from a distance. If you with me, I need to see you with me. See, you know what happens for many of us I is that there's a lot of silent supporters. And how do you know? They don't defend you when somebody's running you down. They just. Well, look, if you can't be a vocal supporter, I don't need no quiet love, no fake love, no quiet support. I need something that's real. And in those next four months of this year for you, you're going to have strong support. People that are vocal about Listen, there's some fights you're never going to have to fight because your, your circle's going to say, I took care of that. Oh, no, I got them together. Oh, no, I shut that down. Oh, no, I didn't let nobody lie on you. And I didn't sit there and listen to it and not say anything because if I'm for you, I'm for you. I don't be on both sides. There are not very fine people on both sides. There is only the right side. And if you're on the right side, be on the right side. If y'all keep walking up on me like that, I'm about to really preach. Somebody say, strong support's coming to me. You're going to have people that'll fight more for you than you'll fight for yourself. And the Bible says David had strong support that helped to make him king. Just look at somebody next to you and say, I got your back. I got your back. I got your back. If ain't nobody around you, just do an air high five. Don't touch them. Just air high five. I got your back. Harvest, we've got one another's back. We are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. We are all we got. You don't get to talk about my past. I will bust you in the head. Say something about that man. I will knock you. You don't get to talk about one of my brothers and sisters in Christ. I will knock you to the floor. Who in the... Y'all come on me like that. We're going to have some church up in here. Somebody say strong support. Say it again. Say strong support. I don't need you being silent if you support me. I don't need you being quiet if you support me. I don't need you trying to hear everybody out. If you stand with me, stand with me. Yeah. Yeah. I love y'all. I love y'all. Y'all ain't never bum rushed the altar like this in a, in a mass group. 
Because what God's about to do through harvest, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Thousands are about to come to Jesus. Thousands of lives are about to be changed. Thousands of bodies are about to be healed. Oh, God, do it through us. Somebody say, do it through us. Do it through us. Uh-uh, I don't need you following me from a distance. I don't need you hearing me and quoting the stuff like you said it. Say strong support. For every business owner, you're about to have the right staff. Every entrepreneur, you're going to have the right staff. For those of you that are managers and leaders, your team is about to be filled with the right people. God had to hold back the fourth of the counterfeits so that he could bring the right fits so that you see them from a distance. Say, my circle's getting stronger. So here it is, Peter. Peter, I love y'all. That right there, you don't, listen, you don't know what that did for me. You don't know, all you did was walk up to the stage, but you didn't know that sometimes even the strong man needs somebody to be strong. For them, need somebody to pray for them, somebody to worship for them, somebody to believe in them. You have no clue what that just did for me. You have no clue what that just did for me. God for five seconds. Come on, five. Four. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Elijah said to the Lord, he said, Lord, I'm by myself. He said, I'm the only one out here fighting this battle. He said, I don't have nobody fighting with me. And the Lord says, you are not alone. And some of y'all, all y'all did was stand up. Some of y'all, all y'all did was do this. Some of y'all, all y'all did was move. But you have no clue what that did for me. Thank you. I love you, Harvest. That's what Jesus needed. That's what Jesus needed. Let me finish this word. Let me finish this word. That's what Jesus needed. Somebody said, that's what I need too. Nobody's going to be following you from a distance. They're going to be vocal in their support. For some of you parents who felt like you did all this for your kids and now they won't even be there for you, I prophesy to you that strong support's coming to you. If y'all will just free me up, I promise y'all finish the message, but I just, can I just pop us up for a moment? Because some of you, you feel like I've dealt all of this for all of these people. I've been there for people. I've supported people. Who am I talking to? I've given for people. I've been in people's corner and nobody has ever seemingly done it for me. But in your last four months of this year, because you did not grow weary in what I'm doing, God says, I'm sending the support you need. Nobody will just follow from a distance. Come on, worship God if you believe he's sending in support. 
Worship God if you believe He's sending the support. Worship God if you believe it if He's sending the support. In Chicago, in LA, in Denver, in Canada, in the Dominican Republic, wherever you are, God is sending support. Not from a distance. They're going to write checks you didn't ask for. They're going to give support you didn't have to ask for. Come on, put a worship in here, y'all. 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. Go. Come on, online. Do it, do it, do it. Somebody say, what I need is coming to me. Let me finish this word. Let me finish this word. Let me finish this word. You can stand up. You can sit down. You can stay at the altar, whatever you want to do. Let me just finish this word. So Jesus is being followed by Peter from a distance, one of his most vocal people when there was no crowd in private. And there was a crowd. Peter begins to follow him at a distance. I know the loneliness that you feel when people don't mind saying great stuff in private. But then in public, you're like, but I prophesy your next four are not going to be that. For every person in here where you felt like you never had the support of your blood. Everybody watching online, you feel like I never had the support of my blood. I never had the support of, of people that were supposed to be there for me. I say I'm going to do something. They kill it. They knock it down. They beat it down. Listen, God needed you to learn how to handle resistance. Do you want to know who they see, say do the greatest in business? Everybody look at me. And I got to finish this word. You want to know who say they do the greatest in business? They say that Mormons do great in business. You want to say Mormons do great in business? Because if you ever look, Mormons, they're on their bikes with their white shirts on, their badges, and they go house to house trying to get people to do something, and they get used to hearing no. And when you get used to hearing no, you build a resistance to opposition. Now, for some of y'all, God says, I'm going to let the no come from your mama. I'm going to let the no come from your daddy. I'm going to let it come from your cousin, your uncle, your niece, your brother, your, your sister. I'm going to let it come from somebody. I need you to get used to no so you develop a resistance to it. So when the enemy says no, you can say, you don't get to tell me that. Not this way, but watch me get it done. Somebody say, I have a resistance to no. When the doctor says, there is no way to heal, you say, ah, you don't have that power. I have a resistance to your no. Jesus Christ. I have a resistance to know. My God. The presence of God is so thick in here. I need to finish this word. I need you to stay in that same mentality. Say it again. I have a resistance to know. So the woman protests through an ad-lib dance, song and dance. And this is what she tells her obstacle. She tells her obstacle. Here she is. The man is detaining her. And she doesn't bring up that she's homeless, that she's a sex worker that she hasn't seen her son in four months. She doesn't bring that up. You want to know what she does? She looks at her problem, and she tells her problem, you about to lose your job. And I need some of y'all to look at no and tell no, you about to lose your job. I need you to look at depression and say, you about to lose your job. I need you to look at your generational curses and say, you about to lose. You stopped me in 19 from doing it, but in 20, that ain't going to be my story. You about to lose your job. Bible says, the Bible says this, the Bible says in Psalm 96, 1, it says, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth. What does she do in the middle of a sad situation? She makes a new song. And hear me, 1115, that's what God is asking for from us. God says, I don't need you telling me what they did, how they did it, how hurt you were, how bad it was. I want to hear a new song. Somebody say, a new song. Say it again, say, a new song. And the new song, the woman says, she says to her obstacle. Just get this in your mind. Can, can you just throw some obstacles out? Y'all type them on the screen in the building. Y'all talk to me. Throw an obstacle out. Somebody's trying to detain you, block you. Talk to me. A lost job. Talk, talk. Who? Mortgage. Talk to me. Loans. Talk to me. Low self-esteem. Talk. Family. Talk. Anxiety. Talk. Depression. Talk. Health. Talk. Loneliness. Talk. Addiction. Here's what God says. Look at it. And while it's trying to get you hemmed up, come here. Put your hands behind your back. 
And they don't get used to this. this is, you don't belong in this. Hear me, black men, we don't belong in there. Hmm? 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 Hear me, every man, every woman. So don't get used to that. So he got your hands behind your back. And notice what she does. She turns her head as far as she can so that in her periphery, she can see him. Some of y'all, listen, I don't even need to get a full view of what's against me. I just need to glance at that sucker. She turns her head. And while he's got his hand, here, come on, you're going to be the guy. All right, there you go. So put your hand, you know, like you got him detained, okay? You got him detained. She turns her head as far as she can. And with the camera rolling, see, this guy, his body cam wasn't working, so his colleague has his phone to record it. And in recording it, the guy, he starts laughing if you watch the video. Because the enemy will begin to try to taunt you and laugh at you. Oh, you about to have more next fall? Or you about to be the top in your office? Or you about to be the curse breaker? You about to pay your mortgage up? You so he starts laughing. Come on, just get your little giggle on. He got his giggle on. Girl turn, baby girl turns her head as much as he just go with me for a second. Baby boy turns his head as much as he can. And right in the middle of detention says, you about to lose your job. Now listen, you have to tell what's detaining you. Say it. You about to lose your, get this dance. You about to lose, come on, let me tell you, say it. You about to, say it with me. So listen, so listen, so look. Look, 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 look. Say a new song. It's coming out of my mouth. Don't tell God tomorrow, God, I'm so sad. You need to look at sickness and say, you. Look at sadness and say, But wait, but wait, it gets better. It gets better. Say it gets better. With the world in protest right now, the video went viral at the perfect moment. Ecclesiastes 3.11, look on the screen. God makes everything happen at the what? Right time. Somebody say, I'm right on time. I know you thought it was delayed, but God says that's because I was preparing something for you. I know you felt like it should have happened in February, but God says I don't need it to happen in February because in February you don't know a pandemic is about to hit the world in March. So I'm going to hold you back for right now, but I'm holding you back only because I'm about to launch you for And in your last four, say, I'm launching. I'm launching. I'm launching. So listen. It says God makes everything happen at the right time, yet none of us can ever fully understand all that he has done. And he puts questions in our minds about the past and future. God says the reason you have all these questions is to make you keep moving. The genius isn't the one with the answers, it's the one with the questions. So God makes you keep asking questions about why this, why this, why this, why this. And you got to make sure those questions make you antagonize the right enemy. You got to antagonize your detainer and say, you are about to lose your job. And then she says, why are you detaining me? Why are you detaining me? In other words, you have no right to have hold of me. So much so, he had to call the police to come to the scene because he didn't have the authority to keep her held. This reminds me of the Bible in Job where the enemy had to ask for permission to mess with Job. Job, you ain't got, you a flashlight cop, Satan. You a flashlight cop, devil. You ain't even got the authority to do this unless God allows it. And if God allows it, somebody say, it's for my good. So listen, let me finish this. So the video, when it's posted, here's what the woman says. It's on the screen. I'd been on the streets. And my family was looking for me. Notice the whole time she's still detained. I had been on the streets and my family was looking for me. When they saw the video, they put out a whole search party to find me. She sings a new song in a situation and tells her detainer, you about to lose your job. And the popo show up. They said, well, why are you holding her? Well, she was trespassing. Well, she doesn't belong here anyhow. In other words, she was in a distraction anyhow. So go on and let her go. 
And watch me. Everybody watch this. Everybody watch this. You ready? The video gets posted not by her. She didn't know she was being recorded until she saw the camera and then she says, get this dance. You're going to catch it. Where did we start? You are living epistle. You don't hear me. Your life is being recorded and God's about to use the recording because you're about to break records. Open your mouth. Say, I'm about to break records. So look, the guard posts the video. He's laughing. He posts the video. I need you to catch that. Her detainer ends up being her introduction to the world. So what you were crying about is what you're about to be known for. What you thought was going to be your end is about to be your new beginning. Because God's about to play your enemy. He's about to play who thought they were playing you. They thought they were getting over, but God said, "Uh uh-uh, you don't even know. I play chess with myself. I set them up to win, and you were about to see it. So here it is. Here it is. Y'all ready? Here's what the girl says. The woman says, I don't mean girl in a demeaning way. It says, other people kept telling me that I helped them so much, but they don't understand how much the video going viral is helping me because it's giving me the breakthrough I so badly needed for so long. I just feel like it was all from God. So first, her family had been looking for her for four months and couldn't find her. The video goes viral and they find her. Somebody say, favor's about to find me. See, because of how you behaved well in the first eight, favor's about to come catch you up in these last four. You didn't realize God was recording your story. You are a living epistle. And God says, because of how you, baby girl, because of how you handled being detained, you are getting ready to become a household name. And I will bless those that bless you, Genesis 12, and curse those that curse you. And I will make your name great. The report about you will be great. Then she says, I needed this video. Because the video gave me breakthrough. Say how? Because her sister finds the video. They find her. She sees Juju for the first time in four months. Her issue, please listen to me. Her issue and her struggle was this. Her struggle was that she didn't have money. So she's homeless, addicted, doing sex work to make money. Now, when I say this, now it's a whole lot of y'all down at this stage. I'm going to throw this mic if y'all don't respond. Uh Uh-uh, don't go to your seat now. Mm, Don't even look behind you. Ain't nothing behind you. You can turn into Lot's wife. Don't turn behind you. I need you to catch this. I need you to catch this. Y'all ready? So her worst moment ends up being what God uses. What was her real problem she didn't have? Money. Because if she had money, do you think she would have been homeless? No. If she had money, you think she would have been using her body to make money? No. If she had money, you think she would have been waiting from her family? No. If she had money, you think she would have not wanted to be around Juju because she didn't want Juju to see her like that? So watch what God does. Say, say, and it's happening for me too. People started inboxing her sister because she wasn't on social media. Dylan, South Carolina, she said, I don't know nothing about no Instagram and no Facebook. She said, I ain't really on social media. So she didn't have one. So God used her sister to hook her up. Mm. You better be careful how we treat one another because the one you're trying to treat bad might be your hookup. Somebody say, I got the hookup. Holler if you hear me. (laughs) Look, her sister starts to go fund me. And in a short amount of time, Baby girl goes from struggling in a short amount of time. Say short amount of time. She went from struggling to a GoFundMe account that in just a few days had over $30,000 raised for her. Because people kept asking this question, how can I bless her? Say your name, please. People around the world are about to start asking, how can I bless? Say your name, please. 
Your bosses are going to call you into the office and say, how can I bless you? People are about to track you down on social media and say, how can I bless you? How do you know it, Bishop? Psalm 30 and 5. His anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts what? A lifetime. Say, my house is next, now, and forever. Weeping may last for how long? One night. When was she detained? One night. But by morning, she was world famous. Y'all didn't say nothing to me. For one night, she was detained. For one night, it looked like this was her end. For one night, she thought that this was going to be the end of her story. What she didn't know is when she woke up on Monday. Uh, what's tomorrow? What's tomorrow? What's the day tomorrow? 17? 14. What she didn't know is when she woke up on September the 14th, 2020, that the way she went to sleep was not going to be the way. I wish you had some faith in this room. The way I go to sleep tonight ain't going to be the way I wake up in the morning. I may have been at the bottom on Sunday. I'll be at the top on Monday. I may have been in a valley on Sunday. I'll be on the mountain on Monday. Release a praise right there. Somebody say joy in the morning. Say joy in the morning. Say joy in the morning. So look, I'm done. I'm done. Her song, DJs, famous DJs started taking a song. Cardi B took the song. People did remakes. In other words, people did a remix with your story. And when they tell it, other people listening like, God, dog, you wouldn't do all that? You're going to hear what you overcame and be shocked you overcame it. Say, weeping endures for a night. Say, but joy. And notice what there is in the morning. It's a song of joy. But that song doesn't start in the morning. It starts in the evening. I'm getting ready to close. I promise. But when does morning begin? Morning begins on the Gregorian calendar at midnight. So when the scripture says that, watch me, weeping may last for a night, what it means is simultaneously while it's dark, that is my indication it's time for a new song. Because a new day has already begun to dawn while it's still dark outside. Which means I'm not waiting on it to change. I'll start singing about it changing before I ever see it. So by the time the light shows me, the light will only reveal what I was saying. The light will only reveal what I was prophesying. The light will only reveal what I was speaking. I need y'all everywhere. Stand on your feet with me, please. At your home, in this building. I need you to take 30 seconds and start singing a new song to the Lord. What does that mean? I need you to start speaking to your last four months. Speak, speak, speak. Speak to your body. Speak to your family. Speak to your future. Speak to your children. I'm singing unto the Lord a new song. And I look at every obstacle and tell them you are about to lose your job. I look at every hater, you are about to lose your job. I look at every problem, you are about to lose your job. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. 
He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.